Everybody gets all fired up after a draft, and that's really cool. Everybody sees the roster getting filled up here and filled up there. I'm going to be that guy who swings it in the other direction today. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll also check out. What's the weakness? What's the shortcoming? What's the greatest need? And when I say that, I don't want to get like real minute here and say, well, back up running back. I, I mean, I guess that's a thing. I guess that's a, a room unto itself, but that room happens to include a complete workhorse in Najee Harris. So I don't find myself worried about running back. If something were to happen to Najee, I'd get real worried in a hurry. And yes, of course, you'd like to see an upgrade over Benny Snell or Anthony McFarland. But I'm talking about a position where you just say, yeah, but somehow we're going to have to work around that one. Or we're going to have to really hope for significant improvement on that front because those players are probably the players that they're going to use going into the season as starters. What is it for you? What is it for you? Tough one, right? I've got inside linebacker on my mind, even though Miles Jack is in the fold, even though Devin Bush is putting out all these social media videos of him looking awfully limber and quick and doing these drills. Also a little bit bigger if you've seen those things. And that's not a bad thing because this is not a big dude for that position. There's at least some promise there. I mean, let's not forget that Bush was a consensus first-rounder. It's not like the Steelers blew it getting him in the first round. Any team would have taken him in the first round once you got past a certain point on that chart. So I don't know that they'll be great at inside linebacker, but I do know that they'll be a lot better than they were in 2021. And the same obviously goes for the defensive line. I mean, it's hard to picture anything uglier still all these months later than that gashing in Minneapolis. It was an embarrassment, an embarrassment for the franchise. And if the performance itself wasn't bad enough, how about getting called out publicly by Mean Joe Green? Doesn't get much worse. But if you look at all of the different things that'll happen on the defensive line, specifically the presumed return of Stefan Tuitt, the addition in this draft of DeMelvin Leal, you've got some Alualu in that mix too. It's going to be solid. It might actually be a strength. It could do the full flip. The one, though, that jumps out at me as a real uncertainty, and it's mostly because I don't think they're going to change slash add players there, is corner. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how 
you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. How diehard of a fan of this team do you have to be to be able to name the starting corners on this defense? There's a question for you. Not that name recognition should define how good or bad you are, but when you get right down to it, you're talking about Akella Witherspoon, Cam Sutton, Levi Wallace. That's your group. There's no Joe Hayden. There are no sexy draft picks coming in. And by all accounts, they're done at the position. You don't hear about the Steelers displaying interest in the corner position with whatever free agents are still out there. And understand, please, when I'm talking about corners here, I'm talking about corners, outside corners. I'm not talking about nickel and dime and whatever else. I'm talking about the guys on the outside, the guys with the greatest responsibility, you know, particularly in what was the Keith Butler defense, where you're pretty much entrusted to be on an island out there so that the Steelers can bring maximum heat up front and maximum freedom for Minka and everything else. I can't say with conviction that I know that a full season of Witherspoon starting is going to be a great thing for this team. I absolutely liked what I saw of him once he did earn that role, and he very much earned that role. All he did was take to the field and make plays, including some splash, some needed splash out of that position. But a full season as a starter? We'll see. I don't know. He's athletic. He has a good sense for the football, and he's bright beyond words. This is just somebody who just floors you when you speak with him. Sutton is more of a known commodity, but until he settles once and for all whether he is a better player inside or outside, that question is going to remain. And Wallace, look, great story, undrafted guy, has had to battle through uh, adversity at every level. He's a walk-on in college for crying out loud. You love to write about people like that in my profession. But is he going to be able to do that job? Are they collectively going to be able to do that job? Are there any younger players who will push them? Not seeing that either. I don't know. I'm not suggesting that there's a panic in the secondary. And it's mostly due to the fact that you do have Minka Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds back at safety. That's stability. That helps the corners. So does, obviously, the ferocious pass rush that everyone's expecting the Steelers to have again. So you're going to see these guys get covered, but you also need for them to be able to do the covering to buy T.J. Watt and others the chance to get back to the quarterback. And, you know, listen, let's put it this way. If it feels like I'm digging real hard to find a negative here, that's a good thing. If this scenario that I'm outlining for you here is the Steelers' greatest worry from a general positional standpoint heading into 2022, 
then they're going to be okay. They really are. It genuinely seems surprising to me that more people don't seem to get that. This is still a good football team. When we come back, there's one question. portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped. Not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And today's J1Q comes from Dwayne Braxton, who asks, do you feel that this offensive line has the necessary depth. Joe Haig is the best backup lineman, and he's playing for the league minimum. If this O-line has any injuries, the depth is terrible. Most of the reserve linemen are not NFL caliber. Regardless of who's playing quarterback or running the offense, the woeful lack of depth will be the reason slash excuse for underachieving. I don't know if woeful is the right word. I mean, Haig showed pretty well last year. Why would you be down on Joe Haig? When he came out onto the field, he was usually better than the guys he was replacing at left or right tackle. And that doesn't mean he didn't get exposed occasionally. He did. But between Haig and John LeGlue, who also showed pretty well as an interior guy, those were pleasant surprises in a sea of disappointment at that position. So I don't know why you would say that they're not NFL caliber. I mean, they're not big names, and what they're getting paid doesn't matter at all. And I probably should bring up that Kendrick Green, who's been robustly criticized, never more anywhere than here, probably can make a pretty nice backup NFL offensive lineman. Whether he's backing up at center or backing up at one of the guard positions, he played both in college. He actually played more guard than he did at center in college. That's that's a pretty decent alternative. I mean, look, I'm not going to be a hypocrite here. I ripped the guy pretty consistently, but I tried to do it in context. He was a rookie trying to learn a position he shouldn't have been learning as an NFL starter. Let's see how he does once he figures some stuff out. If it isn't Green, then it'll be Kevin Dotson. Who I think we all can agree a couple of years ago really showed well or those five games that he came in and replaced Matt Filer, knocked some people on their rear ends. He got into trouble when things got more complicated, and that was, I'm sure, why management had soured on him even as far back as early last offseason, because they didn't like his prep. They didn't like his prep. A lot of people took whatever I reported that. I was the only one that reported it. 
as if they that meant that he wasn't in shape. And of course, Dotson responded to that report by showing all these pictures of him being in shape and nothing to do with it. It was about his preparation, and we saw that. We heard it from Mike Tomlin going into the season and then, you know, with the performance that he had. But is he not an NFL caliber offensive lineman to be a backup? I don't know about this. I, I got to be honest with you. When I was going through the opening segment there and looking for shortcomings and weaknesses, I probably should have at least glossed over the offensive line. I shouldn't have omitted them entirely given that they were the singular number one with a bullet shortcoming in 2021. I probably should have at least mentioned them. We don't know how the starters are going to fit together. They can make a lot of money to go to what you brought up, and they will. James Daniels and Mason Cole and Chooks Okorafor are going to make a lot of money in 2022. Doesn't mean they'll make a good offensive line. There's a lot of work to be done, not least of which is figuring out which of these guys is going to be the center. And then from there, watching Dan Moore mature, ideally, at left tackle, and then figuring out left guard. Left guard is a is a who, what right now. That's got to get sorted out, too. So I, I probably should have thrown that in. So I'm glad you asked the question, if only on that front. I, I don't see backup offensive line as being devastating. I'd be more worried about how the main group comes together. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 